One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. Recent events have ignited a widespread concern, particularly regarding the former President Trump's remarks toward a potential Russian attack on NATO nations. These comments have sparked intense debate, drawing condemnation from various quarters, including leading Western officials and the White House. Also, there's the news of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization for urgent medical attention, raising questions about the state of leadership within the Pentagon. On the JR Morning Live line to help us kind of explore these critical issues is Rocky Rotkowski, retired lieutenant colonel for the U.S. Army. Rocky, welcome back to JR Morning. Hey, good morning, Lloyd. It was uh, great to be on with you. Um, how do you view the former president's recent remarks regarding uh, this potential Russian aggression towards NATO countries? I know they need to pay. I, I think most would agree that they need to pay, but to say basically you're going to sick Putin on them if they don't, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of those actual comments. But uh, one of the things that people may not realize is that when President Trump was the president of the United States, there were 28 NATO nations. Now there are 31 with the additions of Finland and Sweden and so forth, uh, a few others. And what what NATO has is a requirement that each one of the countries submits in, in their budget at least 2% of their GDP of their national GDP, their individual national GDP, to national defense. And that national defense would be in to purchase and to work with NATO communications devices, NATO weaponry, and so forth. A lot of that weaponry is U.S.-based uh, or and made. A lot of it is also British and, and German-made. And a lot of these nations now, when, when President Trump was the president, there was about eight of the nations that met that 2% or higher threshold. Now there are 11 of those countries that are at that 2% threshold or higher, and, and the bookends, are the, the ones that spend the most, are Poland and Great Britain. But you're, you're right, Lloyd, that these countries need to spend a little bit more. But to make a comment that, uh, that, that Russia could do whatever they want uh, with, with the countries, I think, was more of a, a flippant comment. It was not a comment that uh, I think would be allowed for. By, by the NATO uh, Act, and a lot, so that people understand there's a NATO Act, and it's part of Article 5. It's a collective defense, and it's kind of like a uh, three musketeers, all for one and all for, uh, all for one and one for all clause, that if one gets attacked, we all get attacked, and we all defend our NATO allies. Um, what do you think the NATO allies think about these flipping com- comments? Well, Jamie, obviously we saw what, what Poland responded yesterday and, and with, with what the NATO uh, Secretary General, Jan Stoltenberg, said yesterday. And uh, they didn't per se specifically address pre- uh, former President Trump, uh, but they did state that uh, we are all in this together and that no matter what uh, election takes place, we believe, and this was a comment made by most of them, that we believe and we stand strongly together, unified, that uh, no matter what anyone says in an election, we are, we are in this together and we're, we're in this pact. And, uh, but let's be honest, it does stable, destabilize uh, the national security of those nations as well as our own national security, well, being that uh, one of the facts is also 
it uh, if depending on what happens, the U.S. dollar is still the international trading dollar, the international reserve currency, and that may destabilize our nation if if nations don't have faith in the U.S. dollar and the U.S. government as a whole. The former president loves to recount things like this that make him look grand and tough. And and but I got to ask you: Do you do you believe this? This story, this narrative that an unnamed NATO leader got up and would ask him this question, let alone engage in the hypothetical that was posed? Or is this a fabrication on the part of a president looking to make a former president candidate looking to make a point? Well, but guy, I actually did some research after I heard this. And believe it or not, in, in 2018, in August 28th of 2018, uh, before a NATO or after a NATO meeting, uh, there was a tweet that the president put out, and it was also, by the way, if you recall, the president laid out a idea of buying Greenland from Denmark. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it was actually the Danish prime minister, and now uh, Ms. Fredriksen, the Danish prime minister, that the president basically sent out an, a uh, tweet about and highlighted how Denmark is below the 2% threshold, even though they are one of the wealthiest nations in Europe and should be adding more to the NATO alliance. And basically, in the closed communications, there is a belief that there was a a kerfuffle, so to speak, with the Danish prime minister. Yeah, but if he had said, I would encourage Russia to do whatever they want, don't you think we would have heard about it? There would have been cries of outrage. And that's what makes me think that that this was fabricated for for a camp for a rally audience i i would concur with that much uh, and but remember publicly the, he did have a meeting with the german uh prime minister and the german defense ministers oh he and, jousted uh, with them all the time yeah exactly and he said basically how how russia could eat your lunch economically and and turn off the Nord Stream two pipeline and so forth so there there were a lot of those comments and they did make public uh, obviously the news so with this not making the news, it may have been a uh, a utterance that uh, an excited utterance on behalf of the former president. Rocky, in the meantime, how do you assess the current state of NATO's uh, readiness to respond to, let's say, a, a potential security threat, especially in light of what's going on with our tensions with Russia? You know, NATO has ne- great question, Lloyd. NATO has never been stronger, especially with the addition of now. Uh, three additional countries uh, that were added on. And I got to tell you, the alliance uh, is is strong. Um, More nations than ever before are paying that 2% or close to that 2% threshold. Um, And again, like I mentioned, the two bookends, Mm -hmm. being Great Britain on one side and Poland on the other, they are the strongest. uh, They're growing their militaries and the U.S. presence in both of those nations. Uh, I I think that NATO has never been stronger and the alliance has never been stronger. And it's got to be strong because in the future, if we are looking at an axis of evil, including Iran, China, Russia, to include a potential nuclear North Korea, um, we have to make sure that our allied relationships are strong. Let me tell you, when I served overseas in the, in the war on terror during Operation Enduring Freedom, I served with a lot of our NATO allies. They were there for us. They stood with us. We need to stand with them. Thank you. Uh, Rocky, with your decorated background, I want to ask you a different uh, question about a Trump comment. Let's listen to what he said about Nikki Haley's husband. Where's her husband? Oh, he's away. He's away. What happened to her husband? 
What happened to her husband? Where is he? He's gone. It's insulting to military members. It's insulting to military families. And the part that bothers me is he continues to do this. This isn't personal about me and Michael. This is about what it says to every member who sacrifices for us. This is about what it says to every military family who sacrifices alongside of them. Sir, you are one who sacrificed. You're part of a family that sacrificed. What do you think of the comments? I, I was not a fan of the comments, but let me let me just share something with you. I supported the president in 2016 when he ran for office. I supported the president in 2020. And if he becomes the nominee uh, it, because of positions, uh, other positions, I, I would find myself supporting President Trump again, as I do. Um, but the comments were not helpful. And the sad part about it is it's basically something that is happening to our country where we have less and less members in political office that have ever served or understand what it means to serve. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the comments, and I'm glad you asked, uh, Jamie, but the, the comments were uncalled for. And again, uh, service, when someone serves, you should be grateful for, those, for that service and, and respect that service, especially if it's, uh, if it's someone that uh, is a family member. Do you agree with, with uh, Governor Haley that this is insulting, perhaps, to military families who have made that sacrifice? I'm not sure if it was outright insulting. It was insulting towards her, and it was insulting towards her husband. But again, it's it's something that a presidential candidate or president should not be doing. Those that serve, serve under the commander-in-chief, and the president of the United States is the commander-in-chief of the military and should respect those that serve underneath him. Rocky, before, before we let you go, I got to ask you, I want you to put on your hat as the former chair of the Oakland County Republican Party. Uh, 86% oh, no. <laughs> of Americans in a new survey say Biden is too old to serve. 62% say the same about Donald Trump. Specifically on Joe Biden, can you see any way that Democrats can distance themselves? And given the timing, could they mount a different candidate? Yeah, they absolutely can. They, they can mount a different candidate, especially what, what happened with uh, Johnson, for example. I think he, he stepped down in, in mid-March. Yep. Of, of that year. So I, I can see them replacing him um, in the in the convention even. But again, you look at the energy between the energy level between former President Trump and President Biden. There's no comparison. You look at how how interactive they are. President Biden won't even have a Super Bowl interview when President Trump goes out in front of 30,000 people mm -hmm. and, and speaks his mind. So there's a, a completely different approach. And, and there are 85-year-olds that are very active and very uh, open with and very keen on their mind and, and what they say. And then there are some that are 40-year-olds that can't make uh, 2 plus 2 equal 4. So, again, it's it's based on the individual. And here I think President Biden is is somebody that could be potentially replaced. Rocky Rostkowski, retired lieutenant colonel for the U.S. Army. Always a pleasure having you on JR Morning. Lloyd, Jamie, Guy, God bless you, and, and hope to see you tomorrow during Punchkey Day. Ah, <laughs> all right. In. All right. Yeah, yeah, we're always in. Coming up next at 749, the Chiefs beat the 49ers in overtime in Super Bowl 58. We'll get some thoughts from Lomas Brown as J.R. Morning continues.